Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is 10 times more attractive than your mom when she was 25. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a strange transition, because uh, we're going to talk about some heavy stuff, but you know, I, I can't take anything too seriously. That's just not who I am. Anyway, so today, we're going to talk about um, some, some difficult stuff, like I said. We're going to talk about uh, the school shootings that have been going on recently, and um, really the one that happened a few days ago. And um, how that affects people, how it affects people's perceptions of mental health, and um, what we can do to mitigate that perception. Um, this is going to go a little bit differently. I'm going to post this intro and then kind of do a little bit of uh, deep dive and researching into some practical tools and tips that people can use to better understand uh, mental health in situations like these. I think there's the uh, unfortunate perception that mental illness equals criminal or violent, and uh, that couldn't be further from the truth in most cases. And um, we definitely need to break down those differences uh, for people to understand um, the, the, what's going on there. And then uh, another angle is I wanted to talk about people's emotional responses to situations like these. Uh, everyone, you know, takes to the internet and uh, emotions run high and everyone uh, uh, spouts a lot of emotional opinions that uh, can be unhelpful uh, to the discussion. And then there's the other angle of someone who empathetically might use empathy to, <laughs> to uh, feel too much of what is going on in the situation and might just take on too much of a burden personally um, when, when they can't really do anything about it, you know, and, and how you can take care of yourself in situations like these to kind of calm down, shut everything down, get away from Facebook, stuff like that, and, uh, and help each other to, to continue to grow positively as people. So I wanted to break some of that stuff down, uh, cause I think it's important. It's a different angle of this discussion. And ultimately the goal is to be helpful to people, to as many people as we can and, uh, help you guys survive another day because that's really the point of this podcast so um without further ado let's roll that intro Drums, all right, welcome to the show. Uh, today's going to be a bit of a heavy topic, so fair warning. And uh, this is also a disclaimer to let you know that I am not a mental health professional. Uh, I am someone who has experienced mental health issues throughout my life and um, uh, just have my experience of how it feels or the sense of control or not or having a lack of control in certain situations. And um, I just wanted to be able to express that to you so that you know, first and foremost, that what I'm saying is not gospel. I'm not trying to preach something to someone, especially you guys. I want people to be able to discuss this stuff openly. And really, that's what this first kind of segment is about, is, is how do we talk about this? Um, I think it's important to consider that uh, immediately after such an event, a lot of our responses are emotional responses. Uh, emotional responses built on, uh, sometimes they're built on bias, sometimes they're built on fear, they're built on anger. Uh, 
misunderstandings of people or opinions based on our perspective. And uh, I think many of us are not, you know, many of us are not thinking types. <laughs> many of us are feelers and we want to just react and need to express that as quickly as we can. Um, but I, I urge you to take a moment, take a breath and think about how this affects you really feel it and then express it. I think people should talk about it, but I think what we need to avoid is to av avoid talking from a place of authority when we don't have it. Uh, when we have not experienced, um, a lot of these things on our own when it comes to mental health or when it comes to any kind of uh, gun ownership laws and things like that, it's it's really difficult to speak from a place of full understanding when you don't have it. I think more of us need to ask questions and uh, a lot of that is what I'll be doing for this episode is uh, giving people tools to ask questions and to open up their minds a little bit more to other people's ideas uh, and just kind of take a second to think about how you're speaking to someone, um, you know, and think about if you're giving the proper respect to both the person and the idea that you're trying to convey. I think if you're really trying to connect with somebody and you're trying to get to a valuable place, I think we need to work towards moving the needle forward and uh, helping people understand uh, the breadth of the situation, that there are so many different people in the world dealing with so many different kinds of mental health issues and have different stances on gun control and violence and how schools treat kids and how people treat their kids, how parents uh, take care of their kids, things like that. So part of this disclaimer is letting you guys know that the one thing that I want from this discussion is for people to open their minds beyond just their own opinions and to speak in a way that is almost admitting that what they're saying is an opinion, that it's that they don't fully know what they're talking about. And in a lot of ways, I don't fully know what I'm talking about. So I wanted to just kind of open the discussion that way in like a healthier sense. Okay, so the second part of this conversation is about... Uh, limiting stigma, because there's already a massive misunderstanding of mental illness, what it is, what it does, what it means, uh, how it affects people individually, personally, and family, uh, those around you, things like that. Um, mental illness is something that just affects people in different ways. So there really isn't one big bucket. I think a lot of the times when people think of mental health, they think of like mental hospitals and straight jackets and girl interrupted or Arkham Asylum or something like that. Someone who's crazy, someone who's violent, someone like the Joker. And while it's not completely unfounded that someone could get to that level of a psychotic break, we're also having to reel things in and realize that people are real people. These are people who are, who are dealing with situations that can be treated, situations that can be uh, worked through just by getting the proper support, be putting yourself in the right environment, and uh, surrounding yourself with people who actually care. The hard part is 
people grow up in scenarios where people are used to acting or treating certain types of people a certain way. So uh, there are some environments with families where you could almost say they take the fact that they're family for granted and they kind of treat each other like garbage. Uh, they think that they're playing. Uh, they think that they're just being, um, what's the word? Uh, they think they're just, they're just being uh, uh, tough love on each other, but not everyone operates that way. And I think many of us avoid uh, the nuances of, of really taking other people's feelings into account. You know, a lot of people go by that sale and that saying of treat people the way you want to be treated. And I think that is wrong. <laughs> I think ultimately we need to think more about treating people the way they want to be treated. Because if some people are okay with being called an asshole or being referred to as something, some people are okay with tough love, quote unquote, or pushing through things or suppressing feelings or stuff like that. Uh, I don't think it's healthy for anyone, but more often than not, people who are of a quote unquote healthier mindset who have, uh, aren't dealing with mental health issues who are clinically sane, I guess you could say, are dealing with situations where they feel like they can push through things more than other people can, or they don't realize it. And they don't realize that people aren't, Many people aren't capable of doing so. One of the examples I can come up with is myself and my mania. I think when I get too excited about something, especially when I'm making plans that I basically signing checks that I can't cash, that leads me into mania. You know, I start to feel like I'm pushing through something that I don't enjoy, that I'm not into. It drives me insane and leads me into a downward spiral. I think a lot of people who are dealing with, with, uh, real life, people who aren't mentally ill uh, do the same thing, but they just don't realize that that's affecting them. So when someone is actually dealing with a mental illness, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, uh, OCD, ADD, anything like that, um, they just see them as personality quirks and not as something that needs to be given special attention or treated. And we need to change that. We need to change the, that that people need the idea that generalized education and support is the way to go about the world. I think we need to realize more and more that people are individuals and that includes mental health individuals. People are suffering from mental illness. And I think the more that we get closer to accepting that people are different, uh, and we're doing that in terms of like race and gender, which is great, but also, mental health still struggles from a misunderstanding that, you know, mental health patients are the joker and that, and it's not true that mental health patients want to shoot up schools. And that's not true either. I can't speak for this kid that did it, but the perception that anyone who's dealing with mental health issues wants to violently cause harm to people is, is not true. Um, it's just not it's a vague assumption that's not helpful to the conversation. So I just want us to continue to look at, at those suffering from mental health as individuals. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on OutKick's Hot Mic with Hutton Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So Chad, which quarterback is to that next level? Uh, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time right I now. think so. Yeah, it's, it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcasts. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. Outkicks Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Brooks Running has a new shoe for you runners out there. Did you hear that? Better turn up your volume. In fact, turn it up to the max. Introducing the all-new Ghost Max. It's got all kinds of things to make your knees and ankles feel protected, like Max Cushion, Max Soft Landings with DNA Loft V2 Foam, and Max Smooth Rides with their Glide Roll Rocker. Feel better on your run with Ghost Max. Learn more at brooksrunning.com. No, I don't know anything in particular about uh, the situation with the, this kid that shot up the school in Florida. Um, I personally have been trying to avoid too many specifics because it will affect my mental health and not something that I, I don't really need to know all the details of personally. Uh, I'm more so interested in studying people that I know and their emotional responses to the situation, which I think is interesting on its own. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a topic that I want to sort of philosophize on because I think many people respond emotionally and a lot of emotional responses are not framed in any sense of logic. Uh, it's, it's emotional response based on how you're feeling and how you're feeling might skip details how you're feeling uh, operates in bias a lot of the times, operates in your past. And the past is not always the future. Uh, We need to think a little bit more about how that is affecting us in the present. And I think it's good to express emotions. I think it's healthy for everyone to express emotions. But to express it in a way that's combative isn't helpful. to express it in a way that is detrimental to the understanding of the message that we're trying to improve, which is to help the stigma of mental health issues to promote the search and discussions of, you know, fixing the gun control issue and thinking about how we can help parents to you know, be better parents and teach their kids core values. What are those core values? Are there core values that span across families and cultures and generations? Everybody has different perceptions of what it is to raise your kids right. So it opens up doors to those discussions, but because those doors are marred with flames, essentially, 
it becomes difficult to have a productive conversation. So I, I, I want to urge people to kind of take a step back, take a breath, and you know, think about it's hard it's to think about like all the core values, the the core things that we want to teach people. What does that really mean? You know, or and even when you come up with the anger response, is that a response that is based on you and your experiences, or do you think that's something that could genuinely help the masses? Uh, some people get really sensitive about um, their guns. They don't want to be, want them being taken away. And there are other people who get really sensitive about talking about mental illness. And that's me. I definitely get angry. I get very angry when people start blaming mental health issues as the thing. Because I think it highlights the fact that we need better support for mental illness. But it also is a dangerous path for pinning mental illness as a cause for violence. Violence exists beyond mental illness. Violence exists on its own. People have different mindsets when it comes to violence and the ability to use it. You know, this kid in some shape or form had some connection between mental health issues, but also had the availability of a gun and did not get the support he needed. And also had some sort of predisposition to violence. A lot of people want to blame things. They want to blame video games or, I don't know, search his house and say, oh, he had a PlayStation, so he ruined everything. Uh, he became violent because of video games, and that's not true either. It's A lot of it is people, I feel. Um, and again, I'm not a mental health expert, so I can't say for sure. I don't know this kid's case, but ultimately we as people need to work a little bit harder at m mitigating our emotional responses so that we can have actual helpful, productive discussions. And I urge you to have discussions with people in person, not to talk on Facebook. That doesn't help anyone. And there's too much interpretation there. So if you want to talk to someone about it, have a talk with them in person. Go get some coffee and have a discussion truth is many people are triggered by events like these and i know a lot of people are 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 predisposed to feeling like the word triggered is not something they can associate with a lot of people are like i'm not triggered i'm a man i could take it and it's fine there's nothing negative about being triggered it's okay it's it's fine to recognize that something upset you that's totally okay you should be upset especially in these situations when somebody has shot up a school of teenagers like that's something to be upset about and it's okay to admit being triggered by that um you know and and a lot of people are it's like a trigger domino effect you know people are triggered by this and they get upset at the president or guns or mental health and they get on their facebook soapbox and they start talking about it which triggers someone else and then that trigger gets a triggery response, and it just kind of goes back and forth, and people get really upset. Um, that's okay. It's fine to accept that you're being triggered by something, um, but also understand that a lot of those pains that come with these situations are not 
for you to take on. Um, it is not your job as a person to take on the burden of feeling all of the negative thoughts in the world. So I would be careful to, you know, let this affect you so incredibly deeply because for many of us, there's nothing we can actually do. There's, there are small pockets of things that we can do. We can, we can have an open discussion. We can talk to people. We can talk to our local legislation and try to make something like that happen. Let people, you know, voice our concerns after well thought out, uh, um, discussions and, uh, you know, try to do something practical with our pain. Uh, but essentially one thing that is, you know, not healthy for us to do is take on the burden of, of, of feeling everything that's coming from this situation. Um, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It's going to keep happening until it gets better, unfortunately. And it's just sad. It sucks. A lot of people are scared and living in fear. Um, that they're going to send their kids to high school and not see them again. You know, that's a very real fear. And um, I think sometimes that fear can be a good motivator, but also um, to just kind of pull back from that and be able to look at all the pieces you can and look for a way to be productive uh, and, and helpful with the situation. I know it's hard um, and it's all kind of vagaries that I'm talking to you in, but for the most part, I think it is good to have this discussion. It's good to talk about and help people to sort of talk them down and realize that, you know, you can, you don't, you don't have, you don't have to read every news story. You don't have to watch every video. You don't have to watch and absorb all of the madness. You know, I heard about it and I felt all the sadness I needed to feel. I didn't need to dive deeper. I didn't need to, I didn't need to learn all of the details about this kid and his life and who was there and the name of the school and where it is and who was affected by it, the names of the kids. I didn't need to know all of that stuff. And none of us really need to know all that stuff unless you intend to help and specifically go there and do something about it. Um, but I think a lot of us like take on all of those details and it becomes more real for us. And I'm not using, I'm not saying it's a tactic of like repression because we should feel emotions, but also realize that there is no, there is no, um, requirement of you to feel the same feelings that the shooter did or the parents of those kids do or anything like that. I think we need to work on staying strong and work towards the bigger issues because they're not going to be able to for a while while they mourn and deal with life. Um, so in these situations, I, I feel the best that we can do is, you know, not forget that we're human and that we have emotions. It's okay to feel those emotions, to express those emotions, but to do it in person, to have productive conversations, to hug each other, be there for each other, and realize that mental illness does not equal violent, and we got to work towards improving that. So yeah, I told you that was going to be pretty heavy, so I apologize for that. <laughs> but it's it, it's a lot to work through. It's a lot of stuff that I just want to be sort of a sounding board for people who just kind of want to think about these things in a philosophical sense to talk about people and how they react and um, 
just the little things that we can do to change how we approach these situations. Um, cause unfortunately they're going to keep happening, but I feel like the best I can offer is for people to realize that they're human and that's okay. And we're going to react to things. Um, but to still remember that human beings are human pe beings. Mental illness doesn't equal bad and it doesn't equal violent. Um, so that is my mission here is I want to make sure that you understand that, that if you hear that someone is bipolar or that someone is, has ADD or ADHD, OCD, any kind of real illness that they're dealing with, that they are not a bad person. It is all about brain chemistry. It is all about how they navigate the world and it really has nothing to do with a gun until they get external reasons to do something with it. So it's, it's sad, it's frustrating, and I know it's a lot to listen to and take in. So I just want you to, to kind of sit in it for a minute and reach out to someone and have a conversation in person, you know, try not to make it an angry conversation or an overly sad one, but just something that can be productive, you know, how can we help? How can we do something? Um, and listen to your responses, listen to how you want to approach the world and, um, go from there. So that's all I got to offer for today. I know it's a heavy, heavy episode. I really apologize for that. We'll try to lighten things up next time. Um, but this is real stuff and it's been therapeutic for me as well. So, um, I hope it helps. And if it did help, please, 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 um, leave a call in on anchor or hit me up at dopamine podcast on, uh, Instagram. So we have an Instagram account, uh, or you can reach out to me at rival my design. Hi, my name is Christian.com and, uh, hit me up anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We could totally chat about it and, um, see where we can go from there. So I appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time.